loves, it's Mona Lisa and it's Intuitive Tuesday, the radio show helping intuitives, introverts, and empaths manifest the conscious and abundant life that they desire. I am super excited to have Melissa J as a guest on the show today. Melissa is a relationship coach, a registered psychologist, a university instructor, and a yoga teacher. She specializes in strengthening relationships by practicing self-care and self-love. Her mission, to empower empathic people to love themselves unconditionally. I absolutely love that. And she does this through modeling and supporting them in practicing self-compassion, setting healthy boundaries, and secure attachment. These are skills that she continues to hone in her personal and professional life by practicing yoga, meditating, and enlisting support from loved ones and professionals. Melissa and her husband have a counseling practice in Canmore, Alberta, where they enjoy spending time in that great outdoors with their adorable, oh my God, she's so cute, rescue therapy dog, Lulu. So I'm really excited to have Melissa J on the call with me today. Um, she is absolutely amazing, and I've known her now for about a year. I've been able to work with her closely. Um, she's one of my amazing clients, and I'm excited to bring her on to Intuitive Tuesday. So Melissa, hello. Hi, Mona Lisa. Hi, everyone. Oh, hi. So happy to be here. <laughs> We're so happy to have you. <laughs> So I know I just read your bio, but why don't you tell us a little bit more about your background and how you came to be a relationship coach? Yeah, sure. I'd be happy to share. I I guess I would say that most of my journey is has been both like lived experience and and medley of that and and doing my own personal work and, and personal growth, but also just being a lifelong learner and I, I love university and I'm working on my PhD and I just think that those things have just prepared me for the role as a relationship coach and mm-hmm. yeah, I think just by better understanding myself and my past it's been able to help me be really present in in supporting my clients and and in my work as a psychologist in Alberta I just mm-hmm. feel like it's a, a gift. Mm-hmm. And why is it that you were drawn to relationship coaching? What is it about this particular niche that draws you in? Yeah, so I, I feel like for the last three years, um, I've been actually teaching in Mexico. And I feel like the more I I am out in the world and, and living and breathing psychology, I just feel like there is a need to continue talking about the things that just kind of feel natural to me. And that is just wanting people to know that we, we have the ability to seek out healthy relationships in our lives. And, and I think we'll probably talk more about this throughout, but it's just, sometimes we're not, we're not surrounded by the people that maybe lift us up. And, and that can also kind of impact the way that we lift ourselves up. And so I think that most of my work with clients has been around healing the stories that we have in relationships so that we can actually heal the story that we have with ourselves and really move towards Mm -hmm. Mm self-love. Yeah. I love the analogy you gave me one time about balcony people and basement people. Can you talk a little bit about that? (laughs) Absolutely. Yeah. One of my friends said it many years ago and it's something that just stuck with me. And so she talked about just this idea that we have balcony people and we have basement people and balcony people are the people who 
are there to support you, to lift you up in good times and bad. They, you know that you can count on them and that they'll meet you if you're, if you're down and out, they're going to meet you there, but they're also going to remind you of your sparkle and your magic Mm -hmm. and the things that you might kind of lose touch with in those times. But then when you're, when you're also doing amazing, they're going to celebrate with you and they're going to lift you up and, Mm -hmm. and help you remember all the good stuff that got you to that point. Mm-hmm. Whereas the, the basement people are more like the people who, when you're down and out, they're going to meet you there and they're going to want to keep you there because it helps them feel, you know, like a, a sense of connection, but it's just kind of in a more of an icky way. Mm-hmm. And so it's just about, yeah, kind of noticing who are your, your balcony people and who are your basement people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And would you say that, you know, if there are basement people in our lives, I know this is a sticky topic when it, with a lot of my clients and people who mm-hmm. listen to the show. Like, what do we do if the people in our lives are mostly basement mm. people? Do we lessen our time with them? Like, what are we supposed to do if we surround ourselves with basement people at this moment? Yeah, that's such a that's such a, a deep question, right? Because it is different for every every person and every every relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, but I guess one thought that I have and an activity that I actually do with a lot of my clients mm-hmm. um, is this one where you just get a piece of paper, draw a line down the center, and on the left side, you write the name of a person that is a balcony person. So someone who really lifts you up, you feel connected to, there's like almost an unconditional love mm-hmm. that you feel, and it's very reciprocal. Mm-hmm. And then on the right side of the line, you would write someone that you feel quite disconnected, maybe misunderstood by, and it just, yeah, it's not really always feeling as great as, you know, the person on the on the left, the balcony person. Mm-hmm. And so I, I then get people to, and I've done this lots of times myself, too, to better understand what's going on for, for me in a different relationship. So, and then I would get people to write 10 words that describe how you feel when you're with ah. that person. And it's really beautiful because focusing on one side at a time, you really start to notice that there's some natural kind of connections internally. Like a lot of times, some of the things I'll hear from the disconnected side is, I feel icky, I feel tired, I'm overthinking, I don't feel genuine, Mm -hmm. I feel judged or misunderstood. Mm -hmm. And then when, when they share what's going on, when they tap into how they feel with the connected person, it's like myself, authentic, funny, beautiful, all the things that we want to feel. And so I always like to invite people to just notice that and and notice how you're spending your time and who you're spending your time with, because that that really does help with self-care and Mm self-love for sure. Oh, that's so that's so amazing. Thank you for sharing (laughs) that exercise. That's it's really beautiful that you can write that it's like a way of tapping into your feelings just a simple way and also tapping into those relationships in a very simple but powerful way thank you yeah oh you're welcome and I think because what you're talking about is like sometimes we don't know what's going on why we feel kind of icky or like disconnected from someone right and so we it's just a way of being really intentional about intentional about thinking or we can think it's ourselves I mean I have that tendency sometimes to like not realize that it's me picking it up from a certain relationship for but for me to be like oh um I'm feeling disconnected or I'm feeling judged right now but if it actually could be 
the people we surround ourselves with. So that's a really interesting like thing to notice. I think that's what you're saying to like notice that, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just be curious and notice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Who, cause I think most of us at the core, like we, we can really tap into our feelings and, and that's how we're going to figure out who do we, who do we connect with and who are maybe in, who's in our life that maybe we are disconnected from. And it's not about, I, I never advocate that you need to get rid of people in your mm-hmm. life, but it is about honoring yourself and what you're mm. needing. So good. So, so good. <laughs> and giving yourself permission to honor yourself. I yes. love it. I love it. Oh, Melissa, you are so awesome. So glad we're having this conversation. Melissa is one of my balcony people. If you guys didn't oh, pick Melissa, that up. Melissa, <laughs> you, you are one of my balcony people too. I love it. So can you, can we switch into a little bit about, tell us about your lifestyle today um, as a wife, as an entrepreneur, as a mom to Lulu, the cutest puppy ever. Oh my God. I still have to meet her. Um, and as a traveler, as a psychologist, how have you been able to make all of this happen? Yeah. Okay. So I feel like the lifestyle that I'm living is very different than the lifestyle I had been living for 30 years of my life. And it, I think it, it's just about Well, I I met my husband, Michael, five years ago, and we both came with previous relationships that we did a lot of, like, individually, we had both done a lot of personal development and healing and kind of resolving that there, there were some things that we needed to change about ourselves, but also some things that we needed to let go from the past. And that is, that is a journey I continue all of the time. Um, But I think that when Mike and I met each other, we were both like really ready to just live fully. And I think that's what we really connected on. And so we both, we support each other as individuals. And then we also try and create the lifestyle that we want as a couple. And so that has meant like the last three years, we come down to the San Diego area because I teach in Mexico just on weekends, like a couple of weekends a month. And, but for the rest, it's like, why would we not just go down there and, kind of do a workcation where we work remotely and work with clients, continue to serve and to feel like we're doing our passion, but also to see the world and kind of just get away from the everyday routine and just continue to, to blossom. Mm-hmm. And to always have fun. I always feel like every time I'm talking to you, you're like, you and Michael did something amazing. Like, <laughs> you just saw Nicole Kidman. Like, yes, <laughs> you emailed me over the past couple of days and told me that. So you yeah. want to share a little bit about that? Yeah, for sure. <laughs> so right now we're in Los Angeles, and mm-hmm. Mike is a huge movie guy. So he actually, like, he, he writes movies, and he just directed a short film. So, like, mm-hmm. the last three years we've come down for this AFI Film Fest. And you can just go to the red carpet. All of the movies are free, and you just have to get in line. And, you know, so we, we just, we've seen lots of stars, and it's just neat to kind of be doing this as as our life because it doesn't, I don't, <laughs> I don't even feel starstruck anymore. It's just mm-hmm. like... I see Nicole Kidman, we're walking out together, and I said, wow, you were really great. And she was like, oh, well, thank you. (laughs) So fun. Yeah, it was really fun. Mm -hmm. Awesome. I love it. And lifestyle is a really big thing for many of my listeners and people who just follow my work because we desire, all of us desire to have this abundant and free lifestyle where we feel joy and all of our core desired feelings most Mm -hmm. of the time if not all of the time right Mm -hmm. so 
can you share with us how you've been able to like to actually create this lifestyle you love? You touched on it a little bit, but was it like a conscious decision for you to say, okay, I'm going to live in this way so I, I feel more abundant and more free? Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, absolutely. So I, I love that you're bringing up core desired feelings because that's all, <laughs> some of the work that we've done together. Yeah. And, and I had done it before, but I feel like we did it in a more, we really dived into what does it look and feel like in all aspects of life. And mm-hmm. so mine are love, passion, and freedom. Mm-hmm. And and so I, I really am trying to live consciously, to live out and, and to tap into my core desired feelings every day. And so love is all about like, yeah, spending time with my balcony people. Mm-hmm. And and also that includes Lulu, mm-hmm. who is a rescue dog and mm-hmm. she's a Sharpay mixed with a pug, we think. Mm-hmm. And she's just a little sweetheart. And mm-hmm. so it's about fueling that and then and then tapping into passion and, and what does that look like? And so for me that that's meant like, okay, I, I know that I'm here to on this in this world to help people and to serve. And so that can mean anything. It doesn't mean I need to be face to face. It means sometimes that I'm I'm leading a group or a class, mm-hmm. but sometimes it means I'm meeting with my clients remotely. But it's just it's passion fueled, and mm-hmm. it's about being fully present when I'm with with those people. Mm-hmm. And then freedom is exactly this. It's like for so many years I just was kind of doing very little. I was seeing very little of the world, and there was something missing. So freedom has been about Mike and I moving to where we want to live, which is in the Rocky Mountains in Canada, and and just feeling that freedom. So being out in nature and being able to go where we want to go. But it's, So it's been about like personal development, but it's also been about being very intentional mm-hmm. in how, how do we want to live and what does that physically yes. look like? Yeah, <laughs> amazing. It's so cool because I feel like a lot of the time we're not taught that in the beginning to choose Mm -hmm. a life that feels good and then to intentionally go after it. I feel like so many people don't realize that we have that power and it's so possible as you've seen to be able to choose a lifestyle you want and to create it and to go after it. It's so inspiring. Oh, and you're doing that too, which is so inspiring. So it's almost like... The the more that we're kind of modeling that this is something that that is possible, people are seeing that. And hopefully, rather than just sitting back and being like, oh, man, that would be so amazing. I would love to see people mm-hmm. taking steps towards what they're really desiring in their hearts. Yes, because it's so possible. You know it. You know, it's, so <laughs> it's, possible. So possible. it's so exciting. Once you go down it, it's like it's one of those things where you can't go back and, and go back to whatever normal was because your new normal is just living this amazing life that yeah. you really always thought you could live. So, uh, so with you on that. Cool. <laughs> So let's switch gears a little bit again. So can you tell us why is it important for us to have healthy relationships in our life? Mm, yeah, I, I love talking about relationships mm-hmm. because I think, well, Mary Ainsworth is one of the gurus in attachment. And she said, we are wired for attachment. So we are, we are wired for, for relationships from the very beginning. Mm-hmm. And, and I think it's, it's through that, like our attachment styles actually inform how we connect with others and yeah there's I won't get into it because that that would be more like teaching psychology but I think that like just when we when we start to know what our attachment 
style is, we can start to understand why we're why we're relating to people and why we might be seeing patterns keep popping up. Mm. And so a lot of the reading and the writing that I do um, in my PhD coursework is is honest understanding like how our attachment styles actually can start to shift just mm. by noticing and being mindful. Huh. And so it's coming it's coming back to that idea of just just by noticing and paying attention, we can start to make conscious decisions and choices to surround ourselves with people who will help us grow out of the patterns that maybe we've developed based on relationships from our past. And it's not a bad thing. It's, it's just as it is. That's so powerful. Like we have a choice is what you're saying. We have a choice and we can empower yeah. ourselves. Absolutely. And I don't think that's something that we can just naturally do on our own. Like mm-hmm. I've done a lot of counseling work mm-hmm. myself and continue to. And then connecting with you as my coach, it's been really helpful to also see like that it, it's sometimes not the people that that are in our everyday life, whether that's family or friends. It's also seeking out like professional support mm-hmm. from people who you resonate with and who can really go there with you. Yes. <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh. So, so important. I mean, I know you're a coach. I'm a coach. Coaches need coaches. Like I feel like that's a yeah. big part of it because we are able to be lifted even higher to a higher vibration if we're reaching out and seeking that support from somebody who can help us kind of grow even more. Totally. I believe that wholeheartedly. Yeah. Cool. cool. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. So what can it feel like for a woman to have an unhealthy relationship? How does this affect her life, her business, her journey, her path? Mm. Yeah, you know, when I think of the women, so I work primarily with like teen girls in counseling and then and moms and also women. And the mm-hmm. if I was going to say that there was like a, a continuous theme through, through those clients that I've had the privilege of walking alongside with is that it kind of it can lead to overthinking things overthinking what how you're behaving how the how things might happen that maybe won't even happen but it's just it's almost like an anxiety kind of pops up mm-hmm. and and i think that when when we're in an unhealthy relationship it's really hard to see out of it mm-hmm. Be, right and sometimes we're so in it i like it's almost like we have blinders on and again i come back to the idea of like i think through that we need to really seek out the balcony people and and know that it's okay to get real with ourselves and to to notice okay some things aren't working for me and i'm not really sure why look being honest with yourself and looking at is there something i can do and also knowing that sometimes it isn't only about you and you can only do so much mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And what would this, the part of overthinking look like? Like what were, what could some of those types of thoughts be? Can you give some examples of that? Yeah. Like I think as women, we're kind of, we're thrust into a number of roles and, and <laughs> some of those are like the norms that we've been raised with, but also I think society kind of puts lots of expectations on us to do a lot and be there for so many people and and to just go 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 all the time and put yourself last Mm -hmm. and so I think that that can look like just feeling exhausted all the time Mm -hmm. being so caught up in worry and overthinking that it kind of gets in the way of being present with the people that you actually want to be so for Mm -hmm. example with with a mom it might be very difficult 
to focus on on being there and playing and fully present with your kids because you're so worried about a relationship that might not feel like it's mm. it's aligned right now. Mm-hmm. Wow. So it can definitely cross to all of our, the, even the relationships we want to bring our full presence to, it, mm. it can take from that if we're not aware or conscious. Of yeah. It makes me think of one of my friends who he is 70 and he is like one of he's like my, my adopted uncle. Like he's just amazing. And he said (laughs) one time to me, he's like, okay, if they're not paying rent, don't let them to allow, don't allow them to live in your brain. Ah, That's awesome. Oh my God. That's awesome. Oh my God. (laughs) Because I think a lot of unhealthy relationships take up so much of our energy. Yeah. Yeah. So can you share with us then how do we set boundaries for ourselves in in the relationships with those we love? Like even those we Mm. love and maybe also those that are taking up that real estate in our head. So how do we set those boundaries? Yeah. I love discussing boundaries because I think, again, as women, we, yeah, we're kind of in so many different roles. And as I've grown, I've set a number of boundaries. I've clearly stated them to people. And then I was left feeling just devastated when my boundary was crossed and the pattern continued. And I was like, why am I not being clear enough? What is going on for me? So I think that throughout my coursework and through through working with so many people, it's I've learned that boundaries are actually most effective when they're internal and they are mm. set for ourselves. Mm. And so when we know and honor what's okay and what's not, hmm. that we, we kind of allow ourselves and give ourselves permission to know that it's okay to honor our hearts. When a boundary gets crossed, yeah. it's okay to say, uh-uh, that's not okay with me. Mm-hmm. Amazing. So what would that look like for somebody who is starting a business? Can you see how that boundary might look like? Absolutely. I think what I, what I hear a lot is that, you know, starting a business, there can be, uh, an inner belief that it's like, well, what will people think of me? And so the boundary is often like, okay, I, I will just create space for myself and, and during these times, if, it, if you're working from home, these are the times when I'm working and these are just my work hours. And so if you're working from home, that could mean like people are interrupting you and they're, they're not respecting the, the idea that you're actually working. Mm-hmm. So by, by taking that boundary internally, it can look like a, many different things. It can just say, you know, this is my space and I'm going to just close the door and, and this is my work time. Mm-hmm. It also could mean going and and working from a cafe or working somewhere that feels really good for you. But just knowing that it's about you taking taking steps to honor your own boundaries as yes. well. Uh, I absolutely love that. That's a really <laughs> good example. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. So what I I know you obviously love to talk about self care, right? And like I, people have been enjoying the self care program that you've put out there. So I want to ask you a little bit about like how, what would you give advice to the person who feels like they have trouble implementing self-care? Do you have any tips for helping them start out? Absolutely. Yeah. I think, I think 
self-care for me is like the the cornerstone of of mental health and and we all have mental health we we go to the doctor all the time to check in about our physical health and i think mental health is just as a as important so just being able to notice okay am i taking care of myself so that i can actually show up and be fully present and and there for the people who depend on me mm. so for a lot of caregiving caregivers and helpers who is a lot of women mm-hmm. it, it's I, I try and encourage them to really give themselves permission to create space for self-care even if it's for five minutes mm-hmm. and because I, I like to hit it home a few times because mm-hmm. when we care for ourselves we better are able to care for people that we love mm-hmm. and so starting small like just looking for natural self-care activities that you're already doing and I think sometimes that could be like treating yourself to your favorite favorite beverage or mm. having a favorite hot beverage just at home in the morning and having five minutes of quiet to yourself. Yeah. It, it can mean listening or reading a favorite book that just lights you up. Mm. And it can mean doing like time in meditation. Deepak and Oprah have their meditation challenge right now and mm-hmm. it's 20 minutes. I do it right before bed and so it's just about finding things that kind of just fit beautifully into your your already full day. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And what would you say to women who feel like they don't have time for self-care? Mm. Well, I would invite them to to think about what's getting in the way of that. Mm-hmm. Because I think there there's always opportunities to create space for yourself and and sometimes that means advocating for it mm-hmm. and asking for help. So when we're in a role as a helper, it's hard to ask for help for ourselves, but it is so important. Mm-hmm. To- totally. I'm 100% there with you. I mean, <laughs> especially as people who like are in the service industry, like you and I are both you know, yeah. coaches and helping others. It's important for us to fill ourselves up so that we can then like help our clients out. It's that whole like you can't give from an empty well. Yeah, no kidding. Mm-hmm. So it's it's almost I see it as like I see self care as like on my budget for my business. Like it's like awesome, right? Like the yes. massage, like the beauty treatments that I like to get, like all of like the bath, like all of these things that make me feel good. This is part of my business budget because if I don't do those things, I cannot show up a hundred percent for my clients. So absolutely. And mm-hmm. I, I love that because like we need and we deserve to invest in ourselves. Mm-hmm. And and sometimes well, we're, we're not raised in a way to put ourselves first. It's always about putting others first. And it's not selfish. It is so important. It's self-respect when we're mm-hmm. able to give ourselves time and treat ourselves to things that we love. Yeah. And we can even show, we can show up even more to the ones we love because we're showing up for ourselves. It's an interesting oh, thing yeah. that happens, right? Yeah, because mm-hmm. when you are exhausted, there is no mm-hmm. way that you're being your yep. best in, in your relationships. Yeah, yep. exactly. Beautiful. So many of us have been taught, you know, we need to earn love from a young age. And I wanted to touch on this with you, mm-hmm. um, see if we could get into it a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. I wanted to tap into your brain about what what does it mean to have unconditional self-love? What does that mean? What does it look like? And how can we cultivate this for ourselves if we've grown up feeling like we need to earn that love that we get? Mm, 
I know. And yeah, when you say that, like, you're so right. We are often taught that we have to earn love. Mm -hmm. And so that means often we need to be perfect. We need to, it creates these beliefs that we need to be perfect. We need to do enough. We need to be enough. We need to to see enough, we, it's just go, go, go. And at the core, I would say at the core of unconditional self-love, it's the belief that I am enough. And I, I love Brene Brown's work, which is about vulnerability and being okay with sharing your story. And I'll be honest, like with coming on your show, I was like, okay, Melissa, I want you to fully show up and know that you're enough and and to be okay sharing aspects of your story that that need to be heard. Mm-hmm. And so I just just am allowing myself to be authentic right now. And and in that it can be kind of scary. Yeah. But I I also love Kristen Neff's work, which is on self compassion. And so self compassion I think is the way to unconditional self love. So it's knowing that we're not perfect, and and, it, and imperfection as Brene Brown is actually what we need to be okay with. And and I, I would say that self-compassion is knowing that we are going to make mistakes, we're going to do things differently than we maybe set out to, and that's okay. We are mm-hmm. still, we're still able to grow from it, and we're still able to be kind to ourselves if we are conscious of that. Mm-hmm. And it's part of the journey. It's part of yeah. getting to know ourselves. Right. And it's just, I mean, the thing, the places where we grow and the places where we maybe make mistakes and, Mm -hmm. and we're not perfect. I feel like as business owners today and showing up for as an online person and as a brand, it -hmm. allows us to really relate to the people who could benefit from hearing our story, like how you're coming on here sharing. Cause I mean, I don't know about you, but if I heard somebody was like absolutely perfect all the time, I don't know if I can follow them. Like, yeah, you feel kind of alienated. Yeah, like, like what? Yeah, like I just grew up in this perfect environment. Everything's perfect all the time. Like, that's not. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm sure that people could relate to them, that person, but it's like there are people who need to hear what you know your story and where you've come from and your perspective. So it adds, you know, to to your brand as well. So I always like to encourage people to you know, share, you know, be vulnerable and let that be part of your brand because then you'll be attracting people who authentically enjoy you and for who you are. Yeah, that's beautiful. Yeah. Well, and it makes me just feel the need to share that, like, I think self-care and, and unconditional self-love mm-hmm. are practices. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if it's ever, like you said, it's a journey. It's not ever going to be like, okay, great. Mm-hmm. I've already reached it and I'm there yeah. and I'm always loving yeah. myself and I'm no. always practicing no. self-care. Yeah. No. no, like any practice, it's like some days are going to be way easier than others. And so we just need to be really kind to ourselves mm-hmm. when, you know, maybe it is a harder day than others. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Absolutely. So what's your vision for you now for your new online coaching business? Um, I know that we've been working towards, you know, getting you online because you've been doing a lot of local work. Mm -hmm. So how do you see that supporting your desires and and supporting your lifestyle today? Yeah, that's a good question. I think, like, as a psychologist in Alberta, I feel I am. I'm just privileged to walk alongside people in their journeys. And and my shift into adding on this element of relationship coaching will allow me to actually 
reach people internationally because I think the more that I, I see the world, the more I know that there is a need for us to just show up and and share our passions. And my passion is is supporting people in seeking out healthy relationships so that you can move towards self-care and self-love. And mm-hmm. and I feel like I'm at a place through my work with my counselor, through my work with you, Mona Lisa, where it's like you have something to share and it's it's time to put yourself out there. So yeah, I guess my, my vision is to begin reaching out internationally and mm-hmm. and being vulnerable. Yeah. There are people there are so many people who I'm sure would love to hear about your message internationally. Oh my god, they're mm-hmm. out there. So where can we learn more about you for the people who are listening in today? Yeah, I guess probably my website, which is www.melissajcoaching.com. And I'm also on Instagram as Melissa J. Coaching. Perfect. Awesome. So that's all the questions I have for you today, my dear. Thank you for coming on and just being willing to share everything that you've shared and to be vulnerable and to show up. I really, really appreciate you. Any last words for us? Oh, Mona Lisa, I just, I'm so honored to have you in my life and, (laughs) and I'm grateful for all the work that we've done together and to be able to share with your listeners and, Mm -hmm. and I love connecting with people. So Mm -hmm. if anyone has a story that they just feel like they want to share, they can certainly reach out to me and Mm -hmm. I would be happy to talk with them. So Thank you so much for having me here today. You're so welcome. And I'll talk to you a little bit later, Melissa. And for everybody else listening, um, I probably will have an update. I know Melissa's in the middle of working on a relationship opt-in that you might all be interested in. hope that's okay that I told them a little bit about that. Absolutely. Um, So hopefully by the time this airs, I'll have a little addition for you at the end of this. But that's all for now. And so I'll see everybody else on next Tuesday for the next episode of Intuitive Tuesday. Bye everybody.